It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Yes, let's go. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. This is Locked On Auburn. Got a lot to talk about on today's show. NCAA rule changes. Big Auburn tie there. I think it's hilarious. Uh, We'll talk about a quarterback recruit, four-star, number two dual-threat quarterback in his class, Um, as well as could Bo Nix possibly be the number one draft pick in a few years? Uh, I think a pretty credible source Mm. says so. So we'll chat about that in a moment. But first, want to give a shout-out to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free. They are doing everything that they can to help flatten the curve and keep local businesses trucking during this time. They live and die by that creed. These are Auburn people, and if you were listening to this show, you were probably an Auburn person as well. So once again, use promo code FETCHME20 for your first delivery free, and of course you can do that in their free Fetch Me app or at FetchMeDelivery.com. Michael, Throwback Thursday, that's happening tomorrow. We should have mentioned this earlier in the week, but let's do a Throwback Thursday to the 2013 SEC Championship. That work with you? Going to watch Trey Mason run for a whole bunch of yards. Yeah, like 50 touches, 50,000 touches, 60,000 touches. 7,400 yards. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, let's jump into uh, Gus Malzahn showing a little edge. Did you see this? Yeah, I did uh, last night. It was it was wild. I, I, I laughed out loud when I saw it. Um you you just love whenever we uh, like members of non-members of the football team get kind of a, a peek behind the curtain at Gus's real personality because you know the players love playing for him and right. everyone says he's funny and he's an awesome guy and, and we just kind of get this more stoic Gus Malzahn at, at press conferences and stuff so I love love to see him do stuff like this yeah so you get a you don't get to where you are to be a head coach of a Power 5 football team without having some edge. And every now and then we see it for Gus. Yeah, Michael, you nailed it. I absolutely love it. So this is from the NCAA's website. It's a screenshot that Malzahn tweeted out, and I'll just read it. It's about the rule changes. Additionally, the panel approved a clock administration rule regarding instant replay. If the game clock expires at the end of a half and replay determines that there was time remaining and the clock should start on the referee's signal after review, there must be at least three seconds remaining when the ball should have been declared dead to restore time to the clock. If less than three seconds remain on the game clock, the half is over. Gus Malzahn tweets it saying, Interesting rule change. Hashtag War Eagle. I mean, it is so obvious what the NCAA Rules Committee is looking at here. I mean, it's too specific. I mean, how often does that happen? It never happens. I, yeah, I, I definitely had never seen that before until the Iron Bowl, and it was, uh, I don't know, it's just silly. And, and like, taking out the, the whole, like, this is clearly in response to one game, the rule doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's time left on the clock, there's time left on the clock. It's not like a, like, it's, that's not... A negotiable thing. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> watching it, and I'm like, okay, there was a second left, but the clock should have ran, but you would stop the clock for a second because in college you stop it to move the chains. I'm like, I don't know what happens here. Yeah. And then it worked. Um, yeah, kind of amazing. Kind of amazing awareness by uh, Anders Carlson and the whole field goal unit as well. But it's just wild to me 
it's wild to me that this seems to happen every time Auburn messes up Alabama's season. You know what I mean? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it happened in 2013 with the whole uh, the whole Marshall to coach play. We've talked about that play a lot over the course of this offseason for one reason or another, and it changed the whole uh, linemen downfield and eligible receivers downfield. And I get why that changed because I think I think college football kind of looked at it and was like, this could get out of hand real quick if we don't do something about this, uh, giving offenses too much yeah. control over defenses. So I get I get that one way more than this one. This is just so specific and so fluky to an extent. I mean, it has to be the perfect situation, the perfect scenario. And it even says, like, the half will end. And it's like, okay, like, stop it. Get out of here. Get out of here with that. And it says first half. Like, they del- they delineate that it's the first half and not the uh, – like, it, this does not apply to the end of the game. The, really? That was my interpretation of the rule. It just says the half is over. Based on that, unless you've seen it somewhere else. Oh, okay. I, when I read it, I took it to mean first half. That may have just been a a me thing there. I may have botched that in my reading. You may not it, have. But. I'm not sure. But as far as like other players are starting to retweet it, like Daniel Thomas to Travion Leonard, but I just uh, I think it's crazy. I think it is absolutely crazy. And then Alabama fans are out there saying like how petty Auburn fans are. Like, can you believe how petty Gus Malzahn is? And I'm like, stop it. Stop it. I mean, you're supporting the coach that after that game went out of a press conference and kept whining about how unfair it was. Yep. And not only that, but he also got the rule changed. That's true. Like, you got like, what you wanted. Like, he was so petty that he went and got <laughs> yeah. the rule changed. I love the Auburn fans that are like, well, you still can't have 12 people on the field. <laughs> true. It's like, oh, you can't put your punter at wide receiver and then motion him in. You can't Ooh. do that. No, you still can. You still can. Also, uh, I saw another rule change that the NCAA is allowing players, or I guess one player, to wear a number zero. Number zero is now a thing. Two players. I guess you can have offensive defense as long as they're not yeah. on the field at the same time. Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on that? And follow-up question, and I want everyone to answer this question. I want everyone to call in or text the Locked On Auburn number. That's at 205-502-4285. Which current player on Auburn's roster could you picture wearing the number zero? The most. I'm starting. Okay. You can start. Um, gotta, I mean, uh, you got to start on the defensive line. I would just love to uh, have a defensive tackle that wore number zero. Okay. Um, I guess that would look a little bit like Derek Brown or Marlon Davidson wearing three and five. Sure. Um, I mean, I guess just for f- offensive line, I feel like that's just insane. I doubt that's eligible. I, I, I doubt that you could do that. Like The whole offensive line thing, it's got to be between 50 and 79. So, Are they the only position in college that has to have a number that's between – Two numbers? I think so. And is it like no one else can wear that number? Because you don't really see anyone else wearing... You see linebackers wearing 50s. That's true. I'm sorry. I guess... Yeah, I don't know. Me either. Me either. Hmm. I'm going Smoke Monday. Yeah? Is it double zero or single zero? Single zero. We're not going crazy. I think double zero in basketball is dumb, by the way. I don't think you should do that. I think zero is great. Double zero doesn't make any sense. It's a different number. Did you know that? Like you can have, is it? You can have a guy wear double zero and a guy wear zero. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You absolutely can. Um, 
Bo, I think would be pretty fun. Have your quarterback be number zero. That would just look weird. <laughs> I don't know why. In my head, it looks really good on Smoke Monday, but not Bo Nix. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know. But then, like Smoke has so much swag, where he could be like, "Yeah, I changed it to zero because that's the amount of catches I'm going to give up." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe like downhill Brit. Sure, I'm fine with that. I feel like Bo Nix. He could be like, "I wear zero because you have zero chance against me." I would love it if Bo wore it because it would look like they like just had to toss the white kid an extra jersey. <laughs> or the one fell off. Yes. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's talk about a, 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 the number two dual threat quarterback in the 2022 class. That's coming up right here on Locked on Auburn. Before It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before we look ahead into that, please, uh, you know, I mentioned the number earlier. Give us a call at 205-502-4285. Would love the content help. And if you have a list recommendation for this Friday slash next Tuesday show, we would appreciate that as well. 205-502-4285. Or you can tweet at us at Locked on Auburn. All right, so a story on Auburn Undercover. MJ Morris, a four-star quarterback in the 2022 class from Carrollton, Georgia, he said earlier in his recruitment that he wanted Auburn to kind of make him more of a priority, to push uh, push for him a little bit more. And it sounds like Auburn answered the call there, mainly uh, with Chad Morris, of course, uh, quarterback coach slash new offensive coordinator. But MJ Morris, 6'1", 175, number two dual threat quarterback in the country for the 2022 class, number 41 overall recruit via 247 Sports. So that tells me he is a high four-star there. Um, but he's been, you know, he's from Carrollton, Georgia, not too far away. He says he's been going to Auburn since he was eight years old. You know, Auburn is not a foreign place to him. And his comments earlier in his recruitment a few weeks ago saying, hey, I, I really want Auburn to push for me. This could be a guy that you look at and it's like, could this possibly, you know, if Auburn doesn't get a big name guy in this class, could this be the guy after Bo Nix? I think that's a, that's a fun conversation to have for any quarterback that's involved in the 2021 or 2022 class as far as kind of projecting what this offense looks like in the future. I totally agree. I mean, anytime you get a quarterback with, I I was going to say a lot of stars, but I mean, anytime you really get a quarterback that you're excited about, I mean, it's a pretty big deal. And, you know, having a guy who's spitting distance away from Auburn is massive just as far as, I mean, recruiting other players um, having the kid on campus, having him be able to start learning the offense. I don't know how early he's allowed to do that, but, you know, and having him here for unofficial visits every as much as possible. As much as he wants, yeah. right. So it's, uh, it, it's awesome. And then, you know, we've seen both Morris and Malzon have success in uh, with dual-threat quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, and it's always exciting to be like – Number two, dual threat quarterback coming to Auburn. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Sounds a lot better than being like number 33 dual threat quarterback coming to Auburn. That is true. So 247 has him as a dual threat. Rivals has him as a uh, pro style. So that's interesting. Maybe he can do both. We'll that's see. how... Get you a QB that can do both. You know what I'm that's saying? That's how Bo Nix was, right? I think that's right. One I think them, that's right. Someone had him as a pro style. Someone had him as a dual threat. So Chad Morris reached out to him, and, and he uh, Auburn offered way before Chad Morris started reaching out to MJ Morris, the four-star quarterback. What are your thoughts on Chad Morris? I mean, it seems like he's a very good recruiter, especially in this role uh, as a coordinator instead of a head coach. What are your thoughts on him recruiting some of these really important guys? Because I think the odds of, let's assume MJ Morris does commit to Auburn and he comes to Auburn. What are the odds that he's playing for Morris in 2022? Obviously, we don't know Morris's situation. Um, it seems like he's kind Chad of... Chad Morris's situation? Yes, yeah, sorry. Okay. No, just make it, it sure. Uh, it seems like, you know, it's a little bit of a uh, image rehab stint here at Auburn for him, and you don't know how long that's going to take. Unfortunately... You know, Will Muschamp did the same thing, and he was gone after one season. Right. And then we've seen guys – it's happened at Alabama quite a bit these last couple years, and, you know, Sarkeesian's been there for a while now, um, and Kiffin was there for two or three years before him. And it's it's a great question, Zach. Like, I think it's great that he cares enough to go after these big recruits and to be so so hands-on with recruiting – kind of I mean he's got to know his time on the planes is limited and and then there's always the chance that it's not there's always the chance that he's like you know what I love it here I love working with Gus who's my best friend yeah they're boys with a z yeah I love you know I love being an offensive coordinator not having those head coaching responsibilities um things are going well my family loves to live here. That would be great. I think it'd be uh, huge for Auburn. And my you know, son hates me and didn't want to go to college where I'm coaching. Yeah. But besides that, come on, what's going on there? Well, maybe that's why he's going after MJ Morris because they have the same last name. Mm. Maybe there could be some confusion there. Yeah, maybe he's he's probably like, look, we already have the same last name. You could be the son I've never had. Yeah, because my son chose to go somewhere else. Because he's dead to me. <laughs> We're joking. We can't stress that enough that we are kidding with that. Um, what What are your thoughts on Auburn going after? It seems like sometimes they go after mobile quarterbacks. Sometimes they go after pro-style quarterbacks. What do you think they actually want? I, I, to be honest, I don't think they really care. I, I think that Gus is confident in his ability to make it work with whatever quarterback it is. Do you think that have. confidence should be there? Because I, I think they want the pocket passer guy that's athletic, like Bo Nix or Jarrett Stidham. I think that's what they want. I think they just had a situation with Cam or Nick that was just too good to be true, and it just kind of fell into their lap. I don't think that's actually what they want to do. Because, I mean, you look at all the other guys that they brought in. They brought in John Franklin III mm-hmm. to be a, a mobile guy. But outside of that, I mean, all of the quarterbacks they brought in, I mean, Jeremy Johnson was not a mobile guy. Sean White, not a mobile guy. I Pocket mean, passer who could run a little. Yeah, I mean, they, they were all kind of, could move a, a, a little bit. But, I mean, these guys weren't, yeah. you know, make plays with your feet kind of guys. And then for some reason, Jeremy Johnson kind of turned out to be the Wildcat quarterback that year, which did, still doesn't make sense to me. But, I mean, then you bring in you bring in Stidham and now Bo. I just don't think that's fully what they want. I think they want to be able to sprinkle in a little uh, read option every now and then. And you saw that with Bo last year. I think you'll continue to see it next year. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just curious to think, and you know, once again, call us, 205-502-4285. Would you rather have Auburn have a mobile quarterback 
or a pocket quarterback that can have a little jiggy in his step. So you... Uh, do you laugh at that? You don't like my jiggy? No. It was I'm, little, jigging, just, I'm jigging on the I mic, I thought it too. was a little funny. Jiggy, jiggy. Um, I think you said it yesterday or two days ago uh, on the show that we're doing this this 2010 special event thing um, about the football team. So we've... We got something coming. We've obviously been you know, watching all of those games a whole bunch. Um, Cam Newton, especially at the beginning of the season, what was a running back. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like it, it's, it, it's a, it's kind of absurd. Like when, when you go look at his numbers, I mean, they flashed uh, during one of the games that might've been the sec championship. They flashed his numbers up and it was like, I mean, his numbers were similar to Bo Jackson's numbers, mm-hmm. but Bo had like, you know, 25 more carries. And if Cam would have had that many more carries, they would have had a similar number of, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, so could Bo Nix be the number one quarterback in the 2022 draft? All right, so this is an article on from, from an article on ESPN.com. Ben Baby wrote it. Um, I'm just going to read it. When Auburn's Bo Nix approached Gus Malzahn about working with Palmer last season, Malzahn called his former quarterback, Jared Stidham, who had worked with Palmer before being drafted by the Patriots. After Stidham sang Palmer's praises, Malzahn gave Nix his blessing. Nix broke several records for an Auburn freshman quarterback, and Palmer believes he will be the number one overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft because of aspects beyond his physical traits. Palmer says, quote, There are two things I look at. Confidence and maturity before arm talent, before size, before any of that. Nix is more confident and mature than most of the guys I've ever been around. Ooh. How about that? Kill him. How about that? Wait, go get him, Bo Nix. Ooh, kill him. I mean, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. I mean, Jordan Palmer has kind of become this authority on quarterbacks, which a lot of guys go train with them. I think Burrow and Herbert. Tua may be out there with him too, but I mean that's where you go. You go out there to train. I mean, you mentioned Stedham mm-hmm. in the article, and you know Stedham's now a, supposedly the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. So, speaking of which, how you doing, man? I'm not doing well. Okay, I genuinely cried yesterday. Wow. Lee, so I go in, and Leah's like, "Are you crying?" And I'm like, "I'm tearing up a little bit." Yeah, and she's like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "So Gronk came out of retirement," and she's like, "Oh my gosh, that's great." I'm like, and we traded him. He's with Tom with the Bucks now. Oh, I'm sorry. What'd you get? We got a fourth round pick. Okay. <laughs> so is Gronk actually out of retirement? Just I thought they just traded his rights so that if Gronk does come out of, he retirement. passed the physical. It's done. Like he's oh, playing. Okay. Wow. He's playing. I didn't know yeah. That. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Bo Nix could be the number one pick in 2022. You heard it from I guess Ben Baby and Jordan Palmer first. Well, and you. You know. Um, you know how many number one picks Auburn has had? Three? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think they've had three. Uh, I think they had one or two like pre nineteen seventy, and then they had Cam and I guess Bo Jackson if you count that, which I think and, you and have then, to. Then I I think Andre Bruce was a number one, and then like that Frederick guy. Um, Bruce in eighty eight. Frederick first name or last name? Tucker Fredrickson? Ah. Yeah, Tucker Fredrickson. There 60, it is. 1965. Okay, there you go. Can you guess, do you know who the last time, the last top 10 defensive pick for Auburn was? Uh, I do. Who is it? Carlos Rogers. It is. My gut was Nick Fairley, but he didn't go top 10. He did not. Um, yeah, Carlos Rogers in 04, and I believe the only other time there's been a top 10 pick was 1986, Gerald Robinson. I thought it was Andre Bruce, but it could you could be right on that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Whatever. BMAT cool. wrote a good story about all of the first-round picks. I was going to try to do some math here. AuburnSports.com. Um, while you were uh, talking, but I didn't finish in time. So That's okay. The Auburn... Auburn's track record. Oh, we're with, just going into this. Go ahead. Yeah, so I have a little bit. Go I know ahead. I don't usually bring conversation I'm turning my mic topics. off. You go ahead. Uh, Auburn's had 30 first-round picks, um, 29 if you don't count Bo Jackson because he really played as a seventh-round pick. Sure. Um, but – I think we should always count Bo Jackson, though. But just – okay. But just like running – Are you th- going to count his Heisman? No, I'm just – Are you going to count his numbers? I mean – His greatness? For the, for, the, for the purposes of what I'm about to say. Picking and choosing. I got it. For the purposes pick, of what I'm about to choose. say. Pick and choose. That's okay. Um, Auburn's track record with first-round picks is really kind of ridiculous. I mean, when you're drafting a guy in the first round, you're looking for a guy who's going to play for your franchise for a decade. Mm-hmm. And that's now when it's really – I don't I don't want to say not uncommon, but because anytime you – I mean, the average lifespan of a player in the – not lifespan, but career span of a player in the NFL is like Big 40 Big difference, years. yeah. Um, but – you want a guy who's going to play for a decade for your franchise when you draft him in the first round. And, and of the 30, Auburn's got, you know, nine years, 10 years, 10 years, 11, 12, 8, 8, 11, 15, 13, 15, 8, 8, 10, 7, 10, 10, 9, 9. And then starting in 2011, it's like 9 and 7 because that's all the time we've had. But, I mean, it – the Auburn's basically what I'm trying to say is when Auburn puts out a first round pick, you know that you're getting a guy who can play for your franchise for the better part of a decade. And I think that that's something that, you know, should give GMs some. Who are the some who, who are the worst ones recently? I mean, I guess Greg Robinson didn't pan out, but he still played for seven years. Yeah. And he was a starter for the Browns briefly last season. I don't right. Want to talk, I don't want to talk about it. Right? Okay, that's fine. That's fine. And then, how long was Nick Fairley in the league for? Seven years. Okay. But he had... I mean, that gets you through your first contract. That's definitely yeah. a win. And then you got Cam with nine. 2007, uh, Ben Grubbs, two Pro Bowls mm-hmm. in nine seasons. Yeah. Um, uh, in, so the 2005 draft, Auburn had four guys go in the first round. Yeah, after the... Oh, oh, 04 season, yep. Yeah, the 2005 draft after oh, 04. Um, the shortest career of the four guys was Cadillac Williams. It was a seven-year career, and he won an Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Mm-hmm. Like Ronnie Brown played for 10 years and made a Pro Bowl. Carlos Rogers played for 10 years, made a Pro Bowl, won a championship. Uh, and Jason Campbell played for a decade. 
2002, Kendall Simmons, eight-year career. 1998, Takeo Spikes, 15 years. Victor Riley, eight years. 1996, Willie Anderson, 13 years and four Pro Bowls. Was I mean, Carlos Dansby not a first-round pick? Um, I know you I mentioned Carlos so. Rogers, but because like I think Dansby's like, is he still playing? Like he's. <laughs> yeah, didn't. Uh, he's not the one who just got the new contract. No, that was that was Nico. We talked about we talk about Carlos. I feel like we talk about him once a week. Who um, Carlos Rogers? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Carlos Dansby. He's he would have been the second first pick in the second round. He was a thirty third overall pick in 04. 05. Yeah, so after the 04 season, 05. Yeah. I think we should count him too because that's only one pick away. But you know. All right. If Bo Jackson doesn't count, then he doesn't count. Well, I just didn't count. No, that's fine. Don't count Auburn's greatest player, arguably ever, and possibly the winner of our Auburn Goat bracket. Not important. Not important. Okay. Where can people follow you on Twitter? How many years did Bo play in the NFL? Where can people follow you on Twitter? Uh, At CouchPapTato. Perfect. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn. Follow the show on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will see you tomorrow. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.